the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, life in the desert is not easy. Kids, you cannot go to school. Parents, you have the kids at home all the time. Our jobs might be thin. The economy is down in the trenches. It is ever recorded low time ever. The whole world is upside down. We start fighting with one another because we don't like the color of our skin. We get into buildings and set them on fire. But the worst of all, the desert that we experience brings to us the isolation. And many times the fear, the fear of not having enough, the fear of getting sick, the fear of not not being able to go to the doctor, the fear of not being able to drive the car, and you name it. The fear of changing our lifestyle from something good, prosperous, to something unknown. Maybe to illness. Maybe to having sparse, sparse material goods. In this desert we enter together. I'd like you to hear this. We are in this together. This little community here, we face it all together. And the gospel lesson today, again comes to us, not only to tell us about a miracle, but to tell us that life in the desert is possible, and that we are here, we, you and I, to change the desert into the kingdom of God. For us, it is to become the kingdom of God. How so? By us being here for the others. By getting involved. By bringing ourselves and everything we have to Him. There's no other way the gospel teaches today. Where were these people? In the desert. Not many people can live in the desert. These were people from the world who came after Jesus chasing Him, carrying the beds with the paralytics, limping, not having sight, and falling into ditches. They went for miles after Jesus to hear Him. Just to hear Him. Because the words that He spoke to them were spirit and they were life. They knew this. And they knew that He has the power to heal them. They were there for healing. So they could walk, so they could see, so they could have clean skin and be back in the world. So much they desired this. Just like us today. That they made it through the desert, in this deserted place, and listened to Him until the evening hours. They forgot about time. And they too had a problem. Like we have a problem. Well, maybe you have two problems. We have lots of problems. But here's a big one. And here's a solution to it. So we better listen and open up our hearts. What was the problem? These people so zealously followed Jesus to be healed that they were there in danger. It was evening, the night was coming, and there was no food. And here's the human mind. Here's the parish council speaking. Said, Master, it's evening hours. These people are starving. They've been without water, in the heat, walking. Thousands, five thousands of them. And here's the solution we, the human mind, suggests. 
you send them to the city so they will do some business there and then they will be good. This is not much like our festival. By the way, had the COVID not hit us today, this weekend would have been the weekend of our festival. Much like our festival, we're in the desert, we cannot sustain the church. We go in the city to produce, do the business. We sell, you see? The church is the business of selling now. The human mind. But the Lord tells them, pretty much what He told Peter, be before this, or maybe later, when he thought with his human mind that he will go and prevent Christ from, from his passion. He said, get behind me, Satan. This is not acceptable. But the Lord doesn't tell them this. What he says is, no, there's no need for them to go to the city. You give them to eat. What? What in the right mind? Who could, have, who could have thought of this? You give them to eat. And He's speaking to us today. You see the people suffering out there? You see the poor? You see the needy? The ones losing beloved ones? The ones in hospitals? Dying without their family next by? You see those? You give them what they need. And not just Father, because you are a disciple. Or maybe the Metropolitan Gerasimus, because he's the one representing Christ here. But all of us, we are his disciples. Today, again, we hear a commandment. He doesn't say, okay, guys, maybe you should think about doing something about it. That is different than going to the city. No. This is a radical commandment. You give them to, to eat. And they responded to them. But Lord, there are 5,000 and we have five breads and two fish. And here's what we say. But Lord, I only have one income in the family. But Lord, I only have eight hours per day. When I don't work, when I don't sleep. But Lord, I can only read and speak five languages. I can drive, I can chant, I can only do a long list of things. Time, treasure, and talent. It's very limited what I have. In fact, we have a lot. We have a lot. There's something else. Lord, I'm subject to my passions. Lord, I cannot find you in my way. Lord, I don't trust you. At times. Lord, I fear. Lord, I have darkness in my soul. Lord, I just go after that cell phone over and over again. Lord, I'm sick and weak. I cannot provide to these people who are in need. Would they be in my family? Would this be right here in the plaza? Would this be the city of Carmel of the whole world? But the commandment stands. You in your brokenness, and I, and the bishop, and the archbishop, and the patriarch... Give them to eat. You don't need the festival to give them to eat. That's going to the city. But you give them to eat. How? Bring the little that you have. The little that you can do. The little prayer that you can bring in front of the icon. 
The one candle that you can light per month. Do that. Bring that to me. Why? Because I'll bring it in this mystery that we call of Thanksgiving of the Eucharist. And I will multiply that. How beautiful our church is. Not only do we come with that hope as these people were to be healed and be healed. Our faith produces hope just like theirs. In the desert of the world, of the mess out there, we come here with hope. But not as consumers, brothers and sisters. Not as consumers, but as disciples. And what do disciples do? They face the Lord. And the Lord tells us today, you give those people something to eat. You know what? I like that Facebook thing. God knows what happens on Facebook. May the Lord help us, save us, and have mercy upon us. We know we have a number of people who attend. Sometimes by the hundreds, they click on it, they go away. They click on it, they go away. Some of them, a fraction of that, come in and out and stay maybe for a while. And a fraction of that fraction stay for the service. And who knows what happens in their homes, in their hearts, in their minds. Those hundreds that know that we are here, that could see us coming together today in the desert to receive healing and to be fed, need your help. You feed them. You give them what they need to be here and receive life. Why life? Because this is what happened. The Lord not only fed them spiritually with His Word, full of the Spirit, but now He gives them food to eat. He gives them bread and fish. Okay? What did He do? Some clear actions. First of all, He needed the disciples. He needs you. Christ needs you and I. To bring what? What we just take out now in a few minutes, the bread and the wine. And along with this, everything we are. And everything we have. What do we have? A little bit. Five loaves and two fish. What's the trick here? Give it all. They brought it to Christ. He receives it. And taking the five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven, blessed, broke, and gave the loaves and the fish to the disciples and the disciples to the rest. You know when this happened again? After, after this event here? That fed the 5,000 and the rest? At the mystical supper. The last thing that the Lord did was to wash the feet of the disciples, showing them what to do to one another, to love and serve. And then He gave them another commandment. You do this. Do this in my memory. Just don't sit there and remember me. Do this when you, when you remember me. Break the bread. This is my body broken for you for the remission of sin. This is my blood shed for you for the remission of sin. But before doing this, what did He do? He took the bread, he gave thanks, he blessed, he hallowed it, he broke it, and gave it to his disciples, just like he will do in 20 minutes in this very altar here for us. He instituted the Holy Eucharist. He instituted the mechanism to feed the world. Because he came for the salvation of the world. Not just 5,000. And is this interesting? 
how the miracle of growing that bread and the fish kept going and flowing through and flowing through and flowing through. As we say in the divine liturgy, the body of Christ is broken but not divided, consumed but never finished, never ended. Wheat of this perpetually just like your parents did and your great parents did and your great grandparents did. And you know who else? Paul, the apostle, St. Paul, broke and partook of the body of Christ and of his blood as well. St. Paul didn't know Christ in person in flesh like we do. But he tells his people, For I receive from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. He received from the Lord without knowing Him. What He entrusted to you, what He delivers to me. You know what I call this? The holy tradition of the church. The holy tradition of receiving the apostles, the holy fathers, and giving to the next generation in the church, in the Holy Spirit, all the way to us today. That the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which He was betrayed, took bread. And when He had given thanks, He broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. The same, he took the cup afterwards saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself and come prepared. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak, sick among you, and many sleep, meaning dead. The tradition of the church tells us that what the apostles have received in remembrance of the, of the Lord, is to be done, is to be experienced. The multiplication of the bread and of the wine in the form of the body and blood of Christ began with Christ and went on for generation and generation to us today. And it is the crux of the matter of the solution that the Lord gives the people in the desert. Who are the people in the desert? The ones upon whom He had compassion to heal. The, the ones that the human minds of the disciples could not take care of us, wanted to send them away from God, from Christ. The ones whom He gives them now food from the five loaves and the two fish. For us today, Holy Communion, the Holy Eucharist, is what allows life in the desert. Because without this, we either stay there overnight for God knows how long and we perish without food, or we leave, we go to do the festival, we go to the city and eat there at the restaurant. But the Lord says, no, I have the true bread. I have the bread of life. I am that bread of life, the Lord says. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. 
If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Even at times of COVID. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh. Which I shall give for the life of the world. Most assuredly, I say to you, the Lord says, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life. He's not saying, unless you think about this, unless you read about this, unless you watch on Zoom about this, unless you Facebook it about this. No. He says, Amin, Amin, most assuredly, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. And who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. And you know what happened? They said, this is a hard saying. Who can understand it? And the Lord says, does this offend you? Are you offended that I tell you that unless you eat my body and blood and drink my blood, you have no life in you? At that time, they didn't have the choice of clicking on disconnecting from Facebook or turning off the video. But they had the choice of turning their back on Christ, which is what they did. From that time, many of the disciples went back and walked with Him no more. Because they were scandalized of the issue of the Eucharist. Brothers and sisters, we're in this together. We're on the desert. But God's love for us is so great. He walks with us. And He's here to heal us just like these people. But when the time comes to be in hardship, don't listen to the human mind and go to the city, to the village to buy food. But come here. It is in the Holy Eucharist that we receive life. It is in the Holy Eucharist that we exist as a church. This is what defines us as church. Our partaking of the Eucharist. Not just the remembrance or the watching. The devil rejoices when we are not here. The devil rejoices when you do not receive Holy Communion. St. Paul warns us, be prepared Examine ourselves, but we come with courage. Because this is where we encounter life. In the desert. The kingdom. Eternal life. Eternal life. So when you hear that the churches are closed to Holy Communion, and the doors of the churches are to be closed along with the gyms and the tattoo shops, What do you do? Well, I tell you, there are some people out there who rejoice in this. Listen to what a local paper from Monterey writes just a few days ago, last week. Worshipping goes virtual. What? Yeah, worshipping goes virtual. We can, uh, we do something virtually, but... Worshipping goes virtual with some obvious downsides. And some surprising upsides. Well, I'll tell you some of the downsides. People cannot chant together. People, people cannot see one another together. We cannot gather as communities together. Yeah. But here's how the article starts. 
There are some things that just aren't the same now that the houses of worship have been closed. Gone are the days of taking communion and drinking from the same cup in the church. Did you hear that? Gone are the days. Forget it. No more communion from the cup. Well, for hundreds of years, some churches don't have this on their own decision. To renounce drinking, eating the body of Christ and whatever, drinking the blood, whatever the Lord told there is the life. They were scandalized. You see? They didn't quite leave. They found a, a way to get together and fill it in. Brothers and sisters, the days of taking communion and drinking from the same cup in the church are not gone. And they will never be gone. Unless the second coming comes. Not even in this community. God willing, we serve the divine liturgy. And the cup was full. And the pattern was full. The Lamb of God was there sacrificed. And next to it, next to Him, you, everyone mentioned by name, brought in. But there was a time when we had to lay low. And to be obedient to the bishop first of all, and to the local authorities. Okay? And it was very hard. That was the desert. That was when God called us to give them to eat. Not only the food to take it to the door of the one who's unable to buy or go out, but to pick up the phone and call the one who's lonely. Call the one who's scared. The one who cannot walk in his or her faith. You know what that means? To despair? And if you say, Father, I cannot do that because I'm weak. I have my own passions and passions and my own troubles. Bring it to me, the Lord says. Just bring it. So we did this. Thank God. But now the doors are open. So what do we do? We bring it to Him in person these days. We bring it to Him in person. We bring everything we have in the Holy Eucharist. Come prepared. Offer the little you have. Not from the little you have. The little you have. The little we have. Offer it all. And He will change that little into so much to feed the world. So come prepared. Thank God we can receive the Holy Communion. We do the, we examine ourselves. And we come with courage. You feed them. Give them something to eat. This is what we take home with us. This great assignment that will only happen if we forget about this. Gone are the days of taking communion. They are not gone. He had compassion on them and He healed their sick. He does this today. He does this today. They need not to go away. You give them something to eat. The Lord says. And we are here to multiply the little that we can bring to Him. By His grace. In His mystery of the Holy Eucharist. His sacrifice for the whole world. Amen. Amen.